16 of the All the Book Show, the official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library, where we talk book news, author news, and literary news. I'm Eric Mickles. And I'm Nick Gunning. And, and I'm Steve. That's Steve, that's everyone. Steve, yes. Our <laughs> longtime contributor, our man on the street, yeah. Steve Van Valkenburg, yeah. my little brother. Yeah. First time listener, though. Yeah, he's never heard the podcast. No. Is that right, Steve? I'm not hearing it now. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. pretty harsh stuff. Yeah. So last week, let me get this straight. Last week, we had world-renowned author Naomi Shihab Nye joining us on the podcast. Correct. And this week, we have my little brother, Steve. Do you feel like that's... It's at least a lateral move. Can we agree on that? At this point, Steve is like Steve from yeah. Full House. Yeah. He's not in the opening credits. Yeah. Although he eventually got there. Just I just want to point oh, that okay. out. But okay. people expect... An episode He's, to have Steven. Every Same once thing in a while, with Comet. Steve's you expect to see up. Comet exactly. walking around the full house. Exactly. Was that what the house itself was called? If the we, full house? If we were like next gen, uh-huh. uh, that's a Star Trek series, folks. He's then Whoopi my brother Goldberg? Steve is, sure, I was going to say Q, but uh, yeah, okay. Whoopi Goldberg. Although, well, yeah. look, look at these eyebrows. He can't be Whoopi Goldberg. So, Oh, that's right. She has no eyebrows. Yeah. Fun this fact. is something I learned late Fun in fact. life. How about Wesley Crusher? Uh, all right. <laughs> Nobody wanted Wesley Crusher there, yeah. though. That's the I difference. It's like most applicable. Okay, all we'll right, take it. Sure. Fine, that's fine. If you want to cast yourself as Wesley yeah. Crusher, yeah. I don't think either one of us are going to weird. Deny. Anyway, Steve is here for a very special reason, because we're going to be talking about Jack Reacher. Well, Lee Childs. Yeah, it's Lee Child. Lee Child. Sure, but sure, sure. All he does is Jack Reacher, is that I've, right? Yeah, I guess. Pretty I guess much. we'll save it for the spotlight. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I've I've uh, tortured some of my very closest friends with uh, Jack Reacher movies. Uh, regular contributor Sally Murphy, the queen of Halloween, the great pumpkin, if you will, has appeared <laughs> a, nice uh, a couple of times. Somebody. And she was not happy with the Jack Reacher movie. The first Jack the Reacher first movie. The first Jack Reacher movie theaters. broke Sally's brain. It was a birthday uh, pick for you. And then Eric the and I went to see Never Go Back. And Ugh. I think that Eric is never going to go back to a theater. That like, was that was bad. He'll stuff. never get over it. But, but you know what? We got to save that. We got to save that magic yeah. for a little later on. Uh, you know what else we all experienced together? We uh, went to see Imagine Dragons. Oh, hey. Live yeah. in concert in Buffalo. Yeah. Steve, your thoughts? It was pretty great, actually. Yeah, I know. They were... Uh... Okay. Steve, please. This yeah. isn't a hard-hitting podcast. Wow, Steve's a shock jock, so yeah. <laughs> he's going to say a lot of okay. a lot of that kind of Our hard stuff. Our yeah. apologies to uh, Yeah, sensitive listeners. Where we apologize. They actually were really great live. Yeah. He just started, and it was strong. I mean, yeah. it was like listening to the album, yeah. so it was pretty good. The whole yeah. concert, I thought, the lights and the spectacle and everything, did you think? Yeah. It definitely surprised me how good they were live. I didn't expect it. I, there Ouch! Was, there was <laughs> wow. no, no, Steve. But we were we were on the far end, and yes. then midway through, they, yeah. a little stage appeared, and they came over and like started playing a couple of kind of an acoustic set almost I, yeah, over I'd on the smaller stage. One. It was, I mean, it was cello. So and suddenly violence. we suddenly we had amazing seats. Yeah, for yeah. Six, for sixty dollars, we had basically front row seats for about three or four songs. Yeah. So that was great with a Tom Petty cover. Yeah, that's true. It's, so it was an excellent concert. It cracks me up to no end. How how long into that song people were still singing the wrong lyrics at the end because there's the chorus and then he goes, uh, and I'll stand my ground and I won't back down. But everybody mm-hmm. wants to say and I won't back down at the first and I'll stand oh, my ground. Yeah. And you can just hear the whole like audience, the stadium just like stops themselves and has to like <laughs> get back to their feet. Cracks me up. Yeah, me too. All right. <laughs> uh, well, let's talk book Mark. Okay. What have we been reading? Uh, well, Mark's Mark's been having a hard time at Has school. He? Yeah. Has he really? Yeah. Apparently, uh, get your head out of a book, bookmark. Well, that's you know? his problem. Experience that's life. His problem. Yeah. Look! Look at all this beautiful rain you're missing because yeah. of those books. Well, it's a very jock-heavy school. Is it? So, well, yeah. Mistake number one. <laughs> 
What have you been reading? So you were kind of a jock, right? No. Shock jock. No. <laughs> I was good at capture the flag. Yeah, that makes you kind of a The jock. only time in gym class I got picked first was capture the flag. Nice. I still got picked last, but there was one great day. Oh, I didn't get picked last. I got a pity pick three or four down. A good mm-hmm. friend of mine would be like, all right, get over here, you uncoordinated there, there was lug. one day I grabbed the flag and made it all the way back to the other side. Was it, it felt like a superstar for me. Was it the minutes. correct flag? Yes. Okay. Nick, it was the I, correct flag. I don't know. I don't know your life. Yeah. I mean, it was the fl- it, it was Italy's flag. Sure. But... Huh. That, that wasn't, I'm sorry. <laughs> that got confusing. All right. Uh, so what But what have you been reading? All right. So I read uh, Carrie by Stephen King. Oh, okay. Yeah. Steve, have you read Carrie? Yes, I have. Do you like it? I did, actually. It was uh, surprisingly scary, I thought. For, scary? I, guess I wasn't as familiar with the movie. I hadn't actually seen the movie, so it was kind of new to me, relatively. Mm, I'm going to throw this out there I, very early in the podcast. Yeah. Steve needs to talk closer to the microphone. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for telling us that. No problem. I did not find it scary. No, Carrie's not scary. Well... Such a, such a bold statement. Well, okay. I guess... Now who's the shock jock? You just called Steve out. <laughs> sorry. Oh, Are you going to take so, that, Steve? No, sorry, Steve. For the moment. Okay. <laughs> He'll allow it. I, I found it to read more like a comic book that I would have read okay. before. Okay. I mean, it's telekinesis, yeah. and right. I don't find telekinesis frightening. Yeah. Well, uh, when I make your if, head even, pop, you will. Even if uh, somebody is using their telekinesis to destroy a small town and kill yeah. 400 people, sure. I still don't find it like something i would, would read on halloween no if you were I in did. that town i felt like it was like reading a maybe like a darker comic book like supervillain origin story okay um but i didn't find it also i find uh fundamentalist religious zealots to yeah. be the least interesting type of villain yeah so carrie every time carrie was interacting with her mom i just like shut down i'm like i get it you're crazy. Yeah. It, but, I mean, that was probably less of a cliche at the time that it was written. In the 70s? Don't Maybe. I guess because you're coming Maybe out of like the, the 50s of yeah. conservatism. Right. But today, well, I find I find that stuff just... any Anywhere it shows up, I just... It bores the heck out of me. Did you enjoy the format? Yeah. The different... I mean, I read it in one sitting. Yeah. So, like, it was a quick read and everything. But um, I don't know if, like... The ability of a book being a page turner is necessarily a book being great. No, but that's definitely a yeah. I think an important aspect. Yeah, I mean it was fine. Yeah, I I, I didn't love it. I think it's well written. Yeah, I think it's interesting considering like that he Sorry, was Steve. Steve is Steve's just staring at me now, and <laughs> maybe he does have TK, and maybe I am scared. Do you remember the format, Steve? How it how it changes perspective? How sometimes it'll be a novel that somebody else, or not and a novel, a but a memoir report. or a police report. Yeah. See, I really liked that. Yeah, that was interesting. I, I thought it was a really good uh, way to explore that story. Yeah. And it makes sense considering that at, at, up until that point, I mean, this is King's first novel. He was yeah. just a short story. Yeah. So I think it was kind of a way to sort of write little short stories and, yeah. and connect them all together. I think it's a pretty strong first novel, but I agree that it's not really like, it doesn't feel Halloween-like. Yeah. I guess just because it's Stephen King, I sort of think of it as Halloween, but, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. Did you read the... The boyfriend character as John Travolta in your head, you're like, this no. is like so weird. I've never seen the oh, okay. the movie, so all right, no. <laughs> I spent a lot of time on my head. Is that stuff he says in Carrie? That's from Saturday Night Fever. <laughs> you hit it. Is that in Carrie as well? That's from Saturday Night oh, Fever okay. as well. Yep. All right. Yep. <laughs> she got friendly. That's Grace. Okay. Down, right. down in the sand. All but right. Anyway, <laughs> neither here nor there. That's it, Carrie. No, that's not it. I'm sorry. I read. That wasn't three... a judgment. Uh, Jack Reacher short stories. Hey, hey, save and, it, save yeah. it. Put a cork and, uh, in that. Cork it. Lee cork it. Okay. Jeez. Ah, boy. <laughs> I've got a monitor 
on and it did not pay to have it on right there. Thanks. For I also read Jonathan Troper's The Book of Joe. And didn't like it, according to Goodreads. Yeah, hey, I don't want us to fight because you gave it four stars. Yeah. And I gave it two stars. Yeah. But I hated it. You did? Yeah. Why did you hate it? Um. Okay, well, I, I haven't put all my thoughts together about okay. it. I didn't like the writing style. Oh. I didn't like Joe, Okay. the main character. Uh-huh. Joe's main story... The, I felt like it was a killer idea for a book that was misused. So the, the, the story of Book of Joe is that he left town, mm-hmm. wrote a book about his hometown, <laughs> and like tore it apart, yeah. and then he has to go back home, and everybody hates him. The problem is, I don't like Joe, but everybody he wrote about is also a horrible person. So I don't care that everyone's upset, but I also don't care about joe so i don't like anybody in there and i don't think anybody's right and i also don't feel that joe ever changes he changes but he's a very passive protagonist Mm. he doesn't do anything to change things just suddenly he just he just changes and also everybody everybody has an absolute descriptive take on their own psychological uh point of views and everything that they can just describe it okay verbatim they can just be like i realize now that i've been going through this this and yeah. this and this and this has affected me in this way and it's just huge bits of dialogue this and- this might be one time where the medium really helps because mm. i actually listened to this on audiobook ah. and it was read by tom cavanaugh who just <gasps> sold it that like 100 really yeah. percent and so i feel like the character flaws that that's you're saying. That's a pretty good cast. Too. I know. That's pretty good casting. The, the character flaws that you're saying are there, but coming out of Tom Cavanaugh's yeah. voice, it yeah. changes it. It's much yeah. more believable. So I probably would have be been it. more with you had I just read the Jonathan book. Troper read or wrote uh, This Is Where I Leave You, mm-hmm. which is a movie with Tina Fey and Jason Bateman. Yeah. So, uh, and I'm one of the very few uh, people to give it two star. It mostly has four star mm-hmm. ratings. So I don't know. I, I guess I just... Also, there was just so much time on basketball, and I felt like the story wasn't Joe's. I felt like the story was his friend's Wayne. Like, Wayne's story was the one we should have really been focusing on, or anyone else. There's a car- it seemed like everybody else had a more interesting story than Joe. Well, I think, I think, I think it is what you don't like is Jonathan Dropper's writing, because that's a lot Maybe. of like exploring the characters and letting them sort of speak mm-hmm. for themselves, and having it be like a bunch of things mm-hmm. coming together is sort of his shtick. So my, it, I think maybe it works better in the This Is Where I Leave You because that is such an mm. ensemble piece. Whereas Book of Joe, I think, is really written. I think it's meant to be like a, a primary protagonist in, in Joe, the right. main character. Yeah. And I don't think that works as well. Mm-hmm. But again, Tom, Ka- Tom Cavanaugh reading it to you yeah. might have changed your mind. Yeah, that's true. Okay. I'd watch a Book of Joe miniseries starring Tom Cavanaugh. Me too. I guess just a movie would be fine. Yeah. Two I like the I like the end. I think it resolves well. We, yeah. don't have, we don't have to do okay. it. It's fine. Uh, so anyways, all the books show Nick does recommend Book of Joe. Eric yeah. Michaels does not. Okay. But Eric Michaels might just have a bad taste in it. Maybe he does. All right. I'm I'm starting uh, Console Wars, Sega, mm. Nintendo, and the battle that defined a generation by sure Blake did. J. Harris. I was Sega all the way. Steve, yeah. your thoughts? Oh, yeah. I was definitely a Sega guy. No. Yeah. Well, Super Nintendo won, and I was on the right side of history in that. So Were you? Yeah. I Didn't had a Super Sega kind of beat Super Nintendo? No. It's Super Did Nintendo it? sold more. Really? I think the coolest I would have guessed factor, the other way. I think it. you can't deny that Sega was the cooler console, yeah, but definitely. Super Nintendo had the 
better games. Yeah. They've aged better, I would say. I'd say it's easier to pick up Super Mario World today than it is to play Sonic Echo the Hedgehog the Dolphin. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's right. Echo the Dolphin. <laughs> you guys had Echo. That's a tough that's a tough call. I mean, I love Mario and I think you're right. Like in the mm-hmm. at the end of time, Mario will be the one, you know, who's <laughs> yeah. there. But the Sonic games, all the way through Sonic and Knuckles, I uh-huh. was I was in it to win it. Yeah. There's Sonic a... Sonic Spinball, I don't know. Yeah. There's a uh, there's a meme uh, online where you just take any game title and put and knuckles and you have to like prove that it can't be better by doing that <laughs> so well it's impossible to uh, prove that, but so. so this book i haven't uh i haven't opened it yet but this is what i brought it to work today apparently it's written um it's not just like a non-fiction telling of everything like it's written as prose you know what i mean i do um so i think there's some embellishment as, as well as in it as well but I think that was done to get people to pick it up. Also, yeah. apparently Seth Rogen is making it into a movie. So maybe that wouldn't have happened nice. if they had written it just as a... I think they already did that with Fred Savage, and it's called Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I got this from my local library in Wellsville, New York, by oh, requesting I a purchase suggestion. Yeah. yeah, And they got it. So if, if your library doesn't yeah. have a book... That's be, true. Don't, don't worry. Go up and say, hey, yeah. can I make a purchase? They... We'll I get it for say you. They'd love to hear it one way or another. <laughs> Sometimes they do. <laughs> we'll get it for you one way or another. Yeah. How about yeah. that? So, all right. Console wars. Pretty good. Pretty good haul. Uh, I guess. Yeah. Uh, graphics. Seems like you've been out of the graphics game for a while. I think I, I've been thinking that too. I think I. Don't tell me you've matured. No. Because I know that's not no. true. I know. It. I think there's a lot of stuff going on in the world, like marvel and dc that i just don't like mm-hmm. that it seems like they're trying to court it's very it's gotten very confusing even for somebody like me yeah to know exactly what i should be reading yeah. and where I should, and you're a regular einstein too so that's uh you you mean with, hard to... with comic books sure you, you're okay <laughs> that seemed mean hey man anyway so you're not so you're, you're i meant gonna... someone like me somebody who reads a lot of yeah comic books right so i i guess i just haven't like I know what you meant. Yeah. I haven't found any titles. I need to get back to just reading X-Men, I think. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Just I like all new X-Men. X-Men. I've been reading all new X-Men pretty yeah. regularly. Is that still going? Yeah. I'm so behind the uh, times. Don't spoil so it. All the book show, Nick recommends all new X-Men. I do like Eric all new X-Men. Not. Yes, I sure do. You don't like it? No. Baby. I don't care for the original X-Men team. Oh, see, team. I love the original X-Men team. So That's crazy to me. I wish it- there was more. Steve, do you have thoughts? I actually prefer the original team as well. The original team. Well, I okay. Hold on, hold on. Well, I, I we're don't saying the same thing when we say original team. Well, we're saying like Iceman, Jean Grey, Cyclops, Beast, Beast and Angel. Angel. Yeah. Then we're on the same page. I, I don't think that I would say I prefer that team, but I uh-huh. really enjoy that team. Yeah. So. Okay. What What can you say? Uh, I don't like the Rogues Gallery back then. Okay. I don't like that team format. Well, the, I mean, for the 60s, the Rogues Gallery was just so much of like mustache twisting. Yeah, but I mean, Spider-Man had like great villains right yes, out of the did. gate. X-Men had Mesmero and the Vanisher. And I mean- <laughs> You had me at Mesmero. So, yeah. So- Just stop right there. And yeah, I it, they're just, I've never liked them. And now even just bringing them in the future, I'm like, this is just, just give me- Regular X Men at regular age doing regular X Men adventures. Okay. I'll be happy. All right. So no I one's going like to fault I you for that. I can't find any good X Men story with Rogue in it right now. Yeah. I, and thanks, Anna Paquin. Ever since yeah, ever since the movie, they've depowered her in the comic because yeah. if you remember from the '90s, she could fly. <laughs> she had super strength, so she could throw a tank. Sugar. And she was 
nigh invulnerable. She was basically the X-Men Superman. Yeah, she was the X-Men Superman. Uh, Low-powered. I guess she was X-Men Wonder Woman. Yep. Not to say Wonder Woman's not a strong character. Mm -hmm. She's not as strong as Superman Mm -hmm. physically. The way you said that Uh made it seem like that's what you were saying. Darn it. Made it sound like you were... It made you sound like James Cameron. Steve, have you been reading... (laughs) (laughs) Steve, have you read anything interesting lately? Uh, Well, yeah. I just uh, read the... um, Into the Batman Superman Volume 2 came over. By Greg Pack. Oh, that's a pretty good series. Did you like that? It was interesting. It wasn't what I expected when I picked it up, but I, I didn't hate it once I finished it. It was definitely different than I thought it would be, though. It, Did he it's say a bizarre. He didn't hate it? He didn't hate it. Oh. It's a bizarre <laughs> series, I think. And it's a lot, it gets really, you know, like, here's an issue about this and here's an issue about that. So it's kind of hard to follow. Do you think you'll read more? Uh, I'll probably take a break, but I'll probably get back to it in the future. Nice. No, we don't have these, right? We don't have Batman, Superman. Uh, we have classic, like, Superman, Batman. Whatever the one you got. Jeff yeah, Lowe, with, yeah. Uh, the Yeah, we, but we don't have the new stuff. Public okay. enemies. Now, you're not a fan of any of the new Batgirl stuff, right? Not so far. So far, I've read Batgirl <gasps> Volume 1, The Batgirl of Burnside, mm-hmm. and Batgirl Volume 1, Beyond Burnside. Oh, that's mm. Rebirth stuff. So I haven't read any of that. I, I read have... Batgirl Burnside, and I didn't like it. Huh. It looks cool. Yeah, it does. I like the character designs and it, stuff. It does look cool, but it, it it's just boring oh. in my opinion but like it's a little cutesy like they're not giving her the depth she deserves her her rose gallery and that is just pointless killer moth no there's, tell me killer moth it's just there. there's at one point there's two like akira inspired akita inspired uh ninja bikers that she fights but they're just like these throwaway is it Vince Vaughn from anchorman very like episodic never to return Vince Vaughn from anchorman yeah he shows up on the motorcycle <laughs> doesn't matter doesn't matter jack black is on a motorcycle. I, I, okay, sure. Anchorman. Whatever. What? <laughs> Anything else? I also read Batman Year One finally for the first time. Oh, hey, there's late to the game, but I did start that, and I really love that. You do... That's game? one because we've all read it. Yeah. Oh, everyone in the world's the read it. Okay, everyone yeah. in the world's read it except for me. Yeah. So yeah, that's good stuff. Batman Year One is great. Batman Year One has aged very well, uh, probably more than The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Um, I think so. it really is. Uh, if you've seen Batman Begins, the movie, yeah. you've kind of read year one. They, yeah. they take a lot of uh, beats, a lot of actual scenes from that story. So it's great. And the animated one's pretty strong. The animated film. Yeah, that's true. It. With uh, Ben McKenzie, is that his name? Yeah, he plays Batman. He plays Batman in year one, but he plays Commissioner Gordon. Right. But I'm trying, the, guy, the, 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 the guy from Breaking Bad and Malcolm in the Middle. Okay. Brian Cranston plays Commissioner Gordon in that. Uh, so. The commish. Yeah. Hey, that speaking of uh, superheroes, specifically DC, yeah. okay. uh, the DC animated original movies turned 10 years old today, or this month. Good times. Uh, 10 years since Superman Doomsday. Superman Doomsday. See, wow. fan? Yeah, big fan. I love that one. Well, It's pretty good. It's weird. Yeah. I like it. 10 years. I, I was just thinking about that, and part of me was like, Wow, that's a long time to have only a few good ones. Yeah, it's true. So that's really true. And they were they were doing a uh, they were doing like a trailer like remember all this and they're putting out this big two hundred dollars set of all the movies and everything, but they showed Batgirl like just stand up and I was like oh right because she, she had a brief cameo at the end of Batman Bad Blood for like two seconds. Mm. And yeah, then, they canceled the Batgirl Year One movie, which yeah. I love that comic. There's a Batgirl you should read, Steve. Batgirl Year One. I'm dying for a good one, so I will be willing to check it out. Have you read that? Yeah. You don't like it? I read the Batgirl Year One and the Robin Year One. And you didn't like either? 
Nah. Oh, that's too bad. I really like both yeah. of those. Well, I guess we can't be friends anymore. Apparently. Well, let's see what I've been <laughs> reading here. Oh, I read a Batman. I read Gothtopia. Boy. Have you read that? There are some listeners who are just like, please. Decent. Decent. Gothtopia? No, yeah. I haven't heard of that. I listened on Overdrive to a uh, Jack Reacher short called Deep Down. Okay. So I, I thought it was nice. They had they had just separate uh, short stories that are in there. Yes, yeah, Steve uh, and I so read I, for our copies of uh, <laughs> No Middle Name. So I listened to that, and I listened to another one. I listened to Second Son a while back, two weeks ago, I think. I am currently uh, reading, uh, still, read still reading Trader Winds, which is a Trek book. Uh-huh. I'm reading uh-huh. Reggie and Me, which is available in our YA graphic novels. That's a six-issue Archieverse miniseries. Yes, it is. Correct? About Starring a character named everyone's Reggie. favorite anti-hero, okay. Reggie. But it's really told from the st- point of view of his dog. The first issue definitely is, yeah. Okay. He's the me in Reggie and Me. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then I, I started reading Carve the Mark by Veronica Roth. Yeah, I saw that on Goodreads. I have no idea why you started this. Yeah, I don't either. I guess I was sort of interested when it came out. Yeah. I was, va- I like, we read the first Divergent for uh-huh. a, a book club here. Oh, boy. And I we liked did. it. We didn't really get back into it. No. And I thought this one might, I don't know. As someone I, who's seen three of the movies now, I can tell you it yeah, doesn't get better. I know. <laughs> I'm kind of interested in it. And I it seems like the book was better than the movies anyway. Uh-huh. But, so I honestly don't know that I'm going to go the distance on this book. I'm uh-huh. probably, you know tenth of the way through do you think you'll find yourself it's a lot of setup it's a lot of yeah. setup well that's because remember when we read the, the summary yeah. it was just a whole made up what, word after current made up gift word after yeah made... yes yeah, current gift it's a rough start i don't yeah. know we'll see we'll okay see. well it's brave of you to try new things thank you hey then i have to read eileen which is our next uh, right uh contemporary classics and then after that folks mm-hmm. we're discontinuing contemporary classics so we're Ooh. gonna do a patron picks book club yeah. lottery where we're just yeah. going to draw the next book out of the hat so we're going to read some weird stuff opening, him, sure. opening yourself up to chaos i know uh i question yes reggie and me being told at least for the first issue of a dog yeah does that like does that win you over very quickly no because it's really? already it's already been done in this oh like not not reggie you love dogs but, but stories I think, I think it's betty and veronica which is narrated by jughead's dog hot dog Okay. So, like, it's already been done, and I didn't yeah. really like it then, so who knows? All right. I'm looking forward to Jughead Volume 3, if you're curious. Uh, that's it for me, mm. as far as bookmark. Let's move on to book news. I just realized Jughead likes hamburgers, and his dog's name is Hot Dog. Yeah. So hamburger. The dog started off as Archie's dog, and then just kind of slowly became Jughead's dog. Yeesh. There's some Archie lore for you. Archie sounds like an irresponsible parent. Yeah, he sure does. Uh, well, in in the spirit of book news, let me just alert everyone to the, the fact spirit. that the Goodreads Choice Awards uh, are up, so you can vote for your favorites. That's right. We didn't talk about that you last week. You can vote for your favorite books that came out this year. Yeah. Um, not many surprises. I went through the... I think we're in long list point now. I think we're going to narrow it down a little bit uh-huh. before we do the actual award. So there's there's quite a few. It's like 15 Catherine or 20. Catherine Applegate didn't make it no, she with didn't. her wishing tree. So there's a lot right now. So take a look, vote, and then when the results are tallied, we'll go through them and see what's up. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like this year I've read the fewest. I have read nothing. Nominees. I've read two things. I've read Paper Girls and something else yeah i read the daily show book yeah i read thrawn by timothy zahn uh-huh. not a whole lot no. not a whole lot i'm gonna try to i'm gonna try to get a few uh taken care of before yeah. the, the awards come out but There's uh something anyway I... take a look at that <laughs> and let's turn to the world of publishing so these are some advanced notices coming your way uh from jane ann krentz promise not to tell a cutler sutter and selena's book book number two a Broken Promise reveals a terrifying legacy in this electrifying novel from the New York Times bestselling author of When All the Girls Have Gone. Steve, have you read Jane Ann Krentz? No, I have not. 
Hmm. <laughs> Eric? Uh, no. Okay. Also, I want everyone to know that uh, electrifying is okay to say, but don't say you've been electrocuted, because that means you were killed by electricity. Hmm. Sort a... of the difference between, like, nauseous and nauseated. That's different. Okay. All right. City of Endless Night, Pendergast, number 17. This is the Douglas Preston Lincoln Child team-up series it's been going on for quite a while i have not read any of these and they sound a little bonkers <laughs> but wait bonkers the cartoon cat no Aww. what begins as a manhunt for the missing daughter of a wealthy tech billionaire becomes something altogether different when the young woman's body is discovered in an abandoned warehouse in kew gardens queens the head the head nowhere to be oh the head nowhere to be found yeah it appears there may be two killers on the loose i hope bonkers the cat's not involved because this <laughs> he's gone off the rails mickey's missing again <laughs> two killers on the loose one responsible for the yeah. young woman's death another responsible for the decapitation a pair of such dastardly killers requires a team of equally talented investigators luckily <laughs> both vincent Degosta and special agent pendergast are back in town hey if i could do a really good mickey uh Mickey impression. Like Mickey Mouse? Yeah. I would do a very dark Mickey Mouse accidentally murdered somebody impression right there. Oh, no. It's gone too far this time. (laughs) That's pretty good. There's no turning back. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, From J.D. Robb, the alter ego of uh, America's sweetheart, uh, Nora Roberts, in death. And I want everyone to just guess. Do you think... Guess. Hold on. Okay. This is her uh, in-death series, Eve Dallas. Uh-huh. Uh, these are little sci-fi set in the future. She's right. like a space cop. Yeah, sure. Book. Dig that. What would you guess? What would you guess? Number number of uh, books. See, I want to guess really high. I want you to guess really high, too. Okay. I'm going to guess 52. Oh, you're so far off. It's 46. Oh. <laughs> you're not that far off. <laughs> All right. So if you like these books... and. I mean, good for you because you got 45 other options yeah, besides that's this. that's true. Uh, there's always a reason for murder. Debatable. Huh. But when a young huh. actress, but when a young actress a is killed in a swift and violent attack I'll be right back. on cinema screening, that reason is hard to fathom, even for Lieutenant Eve Dallas yeah. and her partner, Goofy. Wait, is that true? No, it's not true. <laughs> it's not true. Just her team, Eve Dallas and her team. So uh, murdered actress in the future, future space cop, Eve Dallas. Uh-huh. Going after this. she's probably not a space cop, but it is it is it's future cop. It still, is future still sounds cop. cool. Future if, cop. If a book, if a movie said future cop, future cop, and starred uh, Sandra Bullock. Well, I was gonna say back again. Uh, the kicker, the guy who kicks, the Jean Claude Van Damme. Jean Claude Van Damme. Well, that's called Time Cop, and that's an amazing movie. I haven't seen it. So good. Okay. And Time Cop Two, very not related, and the Time Cop series on it, TV. It is related. I brought it up. I brought up. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, I know, but I mean, the two movies don't really... Oh. It's sort of the same right. mode of time travel, but it's not... Jean-Claude Is it still Jean-Claude in the second one? That's not him. That's he's, not, he's French. Not, yeah. Anyway, uh, large print. Large print fans. <laughs> yeah. The Other Girl by Erica Spindler yeah. is coming your way. From the New York Times bestselling author comes a chilling new thriller about a ritualistic murder. Boy. Sorry I picked a bunch of downers. Yeah, that's all right. A ritualistic murder of a college professor that sends a small-town cop, uh-huh. bonkers, yeah. back into the trauma she thought she'd put behind her. Yeah. Well, sorry, cop. Hey, you're, I feel bad for you because now you're left with uh, Daffy, not Daffy, you're Donald left Duck? with Donald Duck. So, I can't do it. So Donald now you got to do your Donald Duck impressions just like, while trying to, <laughs> try to solve a murder. Yeah. I can't do it. Can you do Scrooge McDuck solving a mur- murder then? No, it's too soon. It's too soon. Too soon. Because we lost the Scrooge McDuck voice actor. Like two years ago, it's too soon. And now you, not you, McGregor, David, David Tennant. Tenet, I almost yeah. said David Duchovny. Yeah, that would be a different take on. Scrooge I'd watch McDuck. it. I'd watch it. David Duchovny, Scrooge McDuck yeah. in X Files. Yeah, 
Okay. Uh, what we got on the New York Times bestseller list? What do we have? I have my suspicions. Uh, well, we're going to start with the young adult hardcover fiction. Great. These, these change every week. Sometimes so this they is do. Be totally refreshing. Number 10, Sun Warrior by PC Cass. Uh, that's, that was, it's only been here two weeks, so that's fresh. Number nine, Hunting Prince Dracula. I'm surprised that this series is, is still here, I guess. Hunting, well, they never change. That's what I'm saying. Number eight, All the Crooked Saints by Maggie Stifata. Number seven, Stifata. The Language of Thorns by Leah Badago. And then number six, Wonder Woman Warbringer by Leah Badago. So you haven't read Warbringer yet. Your wife finished it. Liked it. She liked it. Yeah, okay. she she was really into it. Number five, War Cross by Marie Lu. Number four, New This Week. Hey. Huh. Long Way Down by Jason Reynolds. On his way to extract revenge for his brother's death, Will takes a life-changing elevator ride. Hmm. But you didn't see that summary ending I that sure way. Didn't. I didn't. I was reading the dang That's thing. That's a plot of that movie Devil, I think. Yeah, and Willy Wonka in the glass elevator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Number three, The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. Number two, two weeks on the list, The Book of Dust. Hey, I know what number one is. By Philip Pullman. Number one, Turtles All the Way Down by John Green. By John Green. And you didn't finish this. No. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I read enough. Did you? I just read. I read over half and just just couldn't. saw somebody giving it like four stars. Yeah. On Goodreads. Okay. I wonder if you just hate turtles. But you have a a tortoise. I have a tortoise. There was only a vague mention of a turtle in like the Mm. 60% of the book that I did read. Okay. Uh, number 10 on the New York Times bestsellers list for hardcover go. adult fiction. Here we go. Number 10, The Girl Who Takes an Eye for an Eye. Hey, come on now. Yeah, you don't want to. That's so rude. Yeah. Number, okay, we're going to be, we're full of, uh, kings on this list. Are we? Every king is represented today. Yes, I know. Stephen King tweeted that. It was so adorable. Number nine, Strange Weather by Joe Hill. Woo-hoo. A quartet of novellas involving the horrific and the supernatural. Son of Stephen King, who went the Emilio Estevez route. Yes. That's... Though that's not entirely true, because Estevez is Martin Sheen and Charlie Sheen's real name. So okay. it's the reverse. He pulled a reverse Estevez. Let's yeah. say that. Okay. Uh, num- <laughs> I think that's more clear. Number eight, Fairy Tale by Danielle Steele. Mm. Her life is a fairy tale. The amount of money she sure is. rolls in. <laughs> sure is. Yeah. Number seven, New This Week. She uses $100 bills to light other $100 bills on fire. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's how that's her kid's That's how rich she is. Number seven, Quick and Dirty by Stuart Woods. Stewie, the New York lawyer, Stone Barrington, is hired to recover a stolen Van Gogh painting. Steve had a traumatic experience with Stuart Woods a while back, right, right. Steve? Bring it in, Steve. Indeed. Involved a a rogue masseuse, I think. (laughs) A rogue masseuse. It got very uncomfortable. Yeah, so... Stuart, yeah, for, for, yeah no, he was fine, but us, we were uncomfortable. So you went to go get a massage, and Stuart Woods, yeah, was there. Yeah, I don't think I could at this point. Yeah, that's true. I think they've been ruined. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, Quick and Dirty is tied with number six, A Column of Fire by Ken Follett, book three of the Pillars of. What was that? A Column of Fire. Hmm. Everyone knew what I was doing, okay. except for you. Number five, Uncommon Type by Tom Hanks. Oh, I know him. Yeah, so remember, these are 17 short stories. He is the star of The Man with One Red Shoe. Yeah, that's, that's, what, yeah. that's what people... Yeah, oh, from. I'm sorry. That and The Burbs. Oh. Bosom Buddies? Yeah, I was about to say Bosom Buddies. <laughs> you're thinking... No, no, you're thinking Peter Scolari. How how many seasons did Bosom Buddies last? I think two. That's the one where they dress as women to get housing? Yeah, yeah, but they also... They play themselves as well. 
Huh. Yeah. All right. Number four, Sleeping Beauties by Stephen King and Owen King. Look out. Yeah. I can't believe I still haven't read this because I want to. Do you to. think Joe Hill is like, hey, dad, do you want to do you want to write together? And he's like, I only write with Kings. I think Joe. <laughs> uh, I think Joe Hill is happy doing what he's doing. All right. Do you think they talk? It's the Kings. Yeah, I do think they talk. Sure. Okay. Yep. Uh, number three, Deep Freeze by John Sanford. Virgil mm. Flowers. You like John Sanford? Mm, not particularly. All right. Well, I read a Virgil Flowers that I enjoyed, and then I read a Lucas Tavenport right. that I didn't enjoy. So right. it's a total. Steve, cl- it's stay, a wash. stay close to the mic because the next two uh, are you and Nick together. <gasps> That's us, buddy. Number two, Origin by Dan Brown. Ooh. Uh, and I would like everybody to recall that Steve guested with us in a podcast. So if you want to tune into that about Dan Brown, turn back to episode seventy-seven. Woo! You were okay. Uh, Steve, have you read Origin yet? Not yet. It's on my to-do list, so I'm excited about it. Okay. You know, we're bad Dan Brown fans. I guess we've waited this long. What's a little Number bit more? Number one, The Rooster Bar by John Grisham. Woo! Steve, have you read The Rooster Bar? I have not yet. Well, it's new this week, so there's an excuse. Steve, did you read The Whistler or Rogue Lawyer? I read Rogue Lawyer. I did not read The Whistler yet. Thoughts on Rogue Lawyer? I thought it was interesting to see a different kind of lawyer than the, uh, his typical fare. See, I didn't like it because it didn't feel like it felt like little short stories, and I didn't like any of the characters. I didn't mind that format so much. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Well, Well, I thought it was the second disagreed on this kind of thing. The second time Steve's been wrong. And if you'd like to hear an episode featuring Steve talking about John Grisham with us, you can look at episode twenty. I thought it was just uh, way back in the day. It was just nice that Felicity Jones got to play a lawyer. I don't get it. She, she, she was in the Star Wars movies, Star Wars Rogue One, oh. and she played Rogue Lawyer. Uh, but she was in whatever the last uh, Inferno. Was that the last yeah. Tom Hanks yep. solves religious crimes? I, I can't know. remember. It was such it was. a bad movie. It was so bad. Yeah. Brutal. All right. Well, that's it. So we did it. So who's... Oh, I know who I was thinking of. Who? No, it, I okay. mean, it's pointless not. That was a thought out loud. Maybe it was pointless then. I hey, don't know. Hey. We'll listen on the playback and find out. Tune in. <laughs> well, today, uh, we got to talk about the man of the hour, Mr. Lee Child, author of the Jack Reacher series and maybe some other stuff, but Boy, I don't. Yeah. I don't think so. Lee Child, if you're listening, maybe you should yeah, turn off the You might want right to tune now. out of this because I can see in Eric's eyes that he's <laughs> out for blood. Uh, all right. So I thought... Uh, what would be best to start would be we just talk about what is best where we is first destroying your enemies ran across Lee Child. Okay. Okay. So how about you start because you're aggressive. I'm so aggressive? Let's, let's get that out. I don't think anyone would describe me as aggressive. <gasps> <laughs> I get. All right. So Eric, what was your first interaction with uh, Lee Child or the Jack Reacher character? Uh, well, the Jack Reacher character, my first interaction was Jack Reacher, Never Go Back. Oh, sorry. And that was pretty bad. Sorry. That was a bad movie. It, it was. was a bad Tom Cruise movie. Yeah. Uh, Terrible Kobe Smulders oh, movie. Oh, my word. <laughs> All right, but hold on. Let's not we, get there we yet. We talked about that, too, when we saw it. Yeah. Let's, let's, we'll come back okay. to the movies. So you, first thing you experienced was Never Go Back. Yes. Okay. Uh, Again, my apologies. My first experience with uh, Lee Child was I was at a restaurant. No, wouldn't that have been funny if I had been, actually met yeah, the guy? Met I haven't, Child. though. I've never met anyone yeah. of importance. Yeah. Uh, hey, not true. Hey, I met this guy thanks, over here. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, pal. I was pointing at Steve. Oh, wow. Okay. No, you you saw I was pointing okay. at you. Sorry, Steve. Yeah. We've hosted a lot of really famous uh, influential authors as well, but that's fine. <laughs> <Steve>. <laughs> it's true. Seems um, great. So I guess it would be that 
uh, mystery. Do you remember what it's called? I don't have the book oh, with me. Oh, yes. Yeah. No, I don't remember what it's called. But okay. It's the book that's based on the, the Lock in the, the Shadows. The Edward Hopper paintings, right? I Is that guess. what it is? It's a short story okay. thing. Which of us is looking? I don't. Oh, I just typed in a walker in the shadows, yeah. and I got a walker Texas Ranger. No, that's not result. it. That's not it. Well, tell us a little bit about that, because that that's like the only non Jack Reacher thing I can think of that he's written. I hated the short story really? that he wrote in there, and I'm. It's not. It's just like ten pages, but man, I hated it. Sun, um, in sunlight or in shadow is what we're talking in sunlight about. Sunlight and shadow. So this yes. is a collection that we've covered on the show before. Uh, it's all. It's all books um, based on the paintings of Edward Hopper. Okay. So a lot of uh, Joyce Carol Oates, Stephen King, Lawrence Block, a lot of a lot of high-profile authors looked at a painting and yes. uh, wrote a story about it, including Lee Child. I, so this is one of maybe his only non-Jack Reacher story. Ten pages. I hated the writing style. Why? Uh, it was sparse without the benefit of being sparse. It. It I don't was, understand that. They they were short sentences, but they were also too long to be effective short sentences. I wish okay. I had the um I wish I had the book with me so I could just read so it. So he's like the anti Robert Parker, is what you're saying. Well, Robert Parker writes very sparse and it, it works, but this was like everything was like we went outside to check the rain. It was still raining outside. So we went back inside where it was warm. Mm. And but there's a period every right. every right. at the end of there. That was a bad sentence. That would have been bad. Yeah. writing as well. Yeah, I would have. Who's going outside so to check the rain? So what is it about? Rain? What is it about? Is it a mystery? <laughs> yeah, it's just some guy saying what he saw. So like I, it's just like an atmospheric... I guess. Like nothing. Nothing about it. Nothing. Okay. Yeah. All right, so you watched Never Go Back. Uh-huh. You read this short in the Edward Hopper And collection. then I read some Lee Child uh, short stories okay. about Jack Reacher. It's called No Middle Name. Okay. I'll tell you whenever you want me to talk about those. All right. Hold, uh, hold that thought. Steve, what about you? Your first interaction? Uh, it was the first Jack Reacher movie, actually. Oh, okay. So had were you familiar with the author or the character before that? No, just a Tom Cruise fan. Just decided to go see the movie randomly, and I really enjoyed it. That was Jack Reacher's Sometimes Go Back. No. I think that's just called Jack Reacher, isn't it? It's, it's based on the book One Shot. Yeah. But, I mean, I get your joke, but I was trying to remember <laughs> what it actually was. Jeez. So it's just Jack Reacher. And did that inspire you to go read books? Yeah, it really did. <laughs> <laughs> that's just such a funny way to say like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Did that inspire you to go read books? Well, it's just a. F- I mean, did that get you into reading the series? <laughs> right. That was the no, question. No, I get it, but like he got. Hey, Jack Reacher was reading a book. I'm gonna give him a shot. Okay, that's sorry. One All right, shot. is there a way to mute that? Mind? Shut up. Okay. Yes, there is. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Steve, go on. Yeah, I did get me to read the books, and I really enjoyed the first few that I read. Did you start right with the first book? Yeah, yeah, which was a uh, Killing Floor. That is a brutal book. It is a brutal book. Well, it's called I Killing Floor. I was very Floor. taken off guard by when I tried to read these. I think, I mean, I've, of the novels, I think I've read the first six, plus a handful of short stories. Uh, I think that was probably the most brutal of all of them, would you say? I would say so, yeah. It really set the stage for what I expected to be a consistent theme, but they weren't as pronounced in the yeah. later ones. Yeah, he definitely toned it down it after that. moments, but it was not nearly as consistent as the first one. Now, did you follow your normal routine of, now you read this one, you're going to read like a million back-to-back? I started to, and then I stopped myself, because okay. it's not a road I want to go down again. <laughs> How many did you read, do you know? I read uh, three to start with there, Okay. and I took a break for a while. Have you read others since then? I, I, Just the, the short stories. The short okay. stories. Yeah. All right, well, I, I think actually the first time I was aware of Lee Child was related to James Bond, actually, when they were looking to relaunch, uh, the Fleming Estate was looking to relaunch the James Bond series. Mm. Um, 
and they reached out to the rumor was they reached out to Lee Child. I don't mm-hmm. think it's ever been like officially confirmed. Right. But the rumor was always that they offered straight up offered it to Lee Child. And he was like, no, I kind of like doing my own thing and like turned them down flat. Nice. And then some other authors did it. Uh, I know Jeffrey Deaver did one. And uh, I think Anthony, Hor- Anthony Horowitz is writing now, right? Trigger Mortis. That sounds right. Yes. Trigger Mortis. <laughs> so they went for some others. But that was the first time that I, it made me curious. Like, Trigger Mortis is coming for you. <laughs> does like, does it make sense that they would approach? Lee Child because I hadn't read him before. So I picked up The Killing Floor uh-huh. back in like 2000. You both started with The Killing Floor. Yeah. Well, it's book one. Oh, okay. So I picked up The Killing Floor and uh, I really liked it as well. It, it was, I, I gave it three stars, but I really think it was the violence was just kind of upsetting. So it was too much, you know, but I did, I did go back despite the advice of Kobe Smulders. I mm-hmm. did go back no. and read some more. Um, so Eric, let's yeah. let's zero in on some short stories for a minute here. Okay. Were you was there one that you liked? Look, this is what happened. Okay. I read the first one yeah. for your suggestion. Yeah. Second Son. Okay. It was fine. I liked it enough. Okay. Uh I thought, oh, that was interesting. Uh second one, Too Much Time, I believe it's called. Okay. Um yeah, Too Much Time. Okay. It's fine. Also, I liked it. I thought, oh, these are quick. Uh, I like them so far. Maybe I could read this whole book of short stories yeah. and even get into Jack Reacher. And then I read High Heat. Uh, which one is that? Third. Is that, ha- the third one. That, so I read the third one, High Heat. And by the end, I was like, nope, I hate Lee Child's writing, and I don't care about this character. <laughs> so, Steve, did you read High Heat? I did. And? I didn't enjoy as much as the other ones, but I didn't dislike it. I felt that. I guess it just it just kind of like confirmed like oh no I was just mildly interested and now I'm not and uh, again th- this writing style is different than what I read in that other uh, short story thing so the writing style is better but they read like thrillers but they're just so dense with everything else they feel like brevity is not is not keeping them moving or anything it's just yeah that's all. Steve, how did you feel about the short stories versus, like, novels? I think the actual character of Jack Reacher works better in short story format, mm. I would say. That might be true. Because he's just a, a drifter, a random happenstance yeah. kind of guy, and I think these situations seem much more believable than him being embroiled in some giant conspiracy every for three hours of a movie, you know? Yeah. See, I didn't get too deep into the short story, so I, I don't know how I feel about that. But I guess when I think about the character of Jack Reacher, mm-hmm. it's sort of like taking a cinder block and just, like, throwing it into a crowd like yeah. that's that's the whole jack reacher thing like you have a thing going on and jack reacher is just like this unstoppable force that just kind of plows through and writes mm-hmm. wrongs and i guess i didn't like jack reacher as a okay. character well yeah because not because of his attitude but just because i don't really care for the he's the best at everything yeah all the time that's kinda. a frustrating and trope that that's like everything he could just like look at somebody and suddenly he was like Sherlock Holmes and could guess everything about somebody. And it was just because he grew up in a military fan. I felt like from what I was reading, cause those two stories, two of the stories I read are about like teenage yeah. Jack Reacher or young Jack Reacher. And I was just kind of like, where, where does he gain these, all these skills mm-hmm. that he can just, that he's Batman, I guess mm-hmm. he's Batman well, without he's the with, bat training in the, uh, in the, he's, he's a military policeman. It's yeah. like his background, but like an investigator. Yeah. So he, I mean, he does have a lot of training in that regard, but all I right. hear what you're saying. One of the things that I think it is sort of true of James Bond as well, that like in some ways he does work better in short stories versus like mm. the full length novels just because of the kind of character he is. But 
what you're saying about not getting into the character of Jack Reacher, I get. But there's also something that I find really appealing about his just his unwavering like strength and mm-hmm. goodness. You know, he That's just sort of personal justice kind of thing. Yeah. The the thing about like James Bond, who is also like you know somebody who's usually like the best at whatever he's doing, but he's kinda. not he's not good, you right? Know what I mean, he doesn't have like. But also, most James Bond stuff has a like you know it's not all the time, but there's always this like tongue in cheek attitude, like yeah, oh you know just made it by the skin of my teeth, and you know yeah, Roger Moore was, I was always like say, especially you if know Roger Moore. if if Roger Moore did something ridiculous, he would look up and be like oh that was ridiculous, yeah, but like. <laughs> Jack, are you thinking of Timothy Dalton? We have nothing to declare. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Where he's totally. writing down the cello, straight cello case. Yeah, cello case. Um, yeah. With well, a second well, like person, Spectre, where Daniel Craig falls through that big thing and, and lands, lands on, on a couch. couch. Yes, that was a classic Roger Moore right there. But Daniel Craig is just such an and angry so man. So there's like, yes, he's the best there is, but a lot of he's also just very lucky. And I just felt like Lee Child that there's just no like humor yeah. in it either. So there's no humor to alleviate the smugness, I guess. Is yeah, it? I think that's some books. I find Jack Reacher to be a little much, and other times I think it just really works. Mm-hmm. You know, I like that he's just like there. Yeah. It's sort of it's always like, I mean, it's nothing new really. When you look at it, it's it's Jack Reacher to me is just sort of a, a new take on the Fugitive, which we've seen with Quantum Leap or right. Bill Bixby, Incredible Hulk. Or I mean, that's it's not an uncommon thing for a strong outside force to come in right or wrong and just keep moving i mean that's that's a western you know that's Mm -hmm. like the lone ranger uh so it's nothing new but there is kind of a freshness i find in in the lee child stuff yeah um one thing that i've always really appreciated about this series and it's so unusual i I can't think of another example but each book there's no there's no established format you know steve have you read some that are first person some that are third person yeah, to get that impression. Yeah. Yeah. See, some some you're just you're in Jack Reacher's head. He's narrating the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Other, it's like an outside. You know, a third person. Jack Reacher did this, and Reacher like a did first that. First person. Sometimes, sometimes it is, and sometimes it's just you know, uh, like a distant narrator telling you what's going on. So hmm. from his perspective, though. Would you say? I would think so. Okay. Well, it still it still floats back and forth, and then even the time. You know, sometimes we're just Jack Reacher out of the military doing his right. thing, and then randomly, uh, one will be set just during his military days, like with no explanation. It's just sort of here are stories about Jack Reacher. Um, Robert E. Howard used to do that all the time with his Conan the Barbarian stories. Oh, okay. Uh, I think some people have tried to put together like timelines of it, but a lot of times you'd read a book. Or, I mean, they were just short stories most of the time. But you'd read a Conan the Barbarian story, and he's king, and he's old. And then you read another one, and he's, like, 20, and he's out in a jungle. Or, you know, there's this sense that you're reading the entire life of somebody, but at very different stages, and you're going back and forth. So, that's all. Okay. Well, see, so the, so there is. But I do think that's an interesting hallmark of the thing. Yeah. Of the, of the stories. Now, I will tell you, I um, this is the one that cured me of my reading prequels first because i read the killing floor <laughs> uh-huh which is you know just the first book jack one. reacher story right. and then book eight the enemy is set like right before that and i was uh-huh. like oh that'd be interesting but mm. it just didn't work because i was yeah. not invested in the character yeah. i didn't know what his current life was so yeah. to see it different uh, so i hated it and I so was i like, guess i, I owe never... jack reacher that you do delivering you me absolutely from that hell. do um but you you were you, there was no talking you out of it in, until that changed. I know. You'd just be like, but it, the story happens first. Yeah. You read, 
Oh, I, I'm going to throw up saying it. You read the Andalite Chronicles before Animorphs 1. Yeah. And you were just like, I don't get it. I don't yeah. like this. It's like, well, of course you don't. Yeah. Hey, it, look, man, it's a problem. I'm admitting it. <laughs> I'm admitting it. So you're not catching me at anything. I'm not. No, I. Hmm. Let me tell you my favorite book that I've read Ever? so far. Book number five, oh. Echo Burning. Steve, Echo Burning. Have you read that one? Not yet. No. Okay. Burning. That I thought was really strong. It was less violent. It was a more... It was a more complex mystery that was involved with it. it the The plot was mm. deeper than they typically are, and I thought it really worked for that. Mm-hmm. Then I turn around, and number six was horrible mm. without fail. Yeah, that's where he's he randomly gets on the vice president's protection detail, oh, and wow. it just made that no doesn't make sense. any sense. And he was like part of a team. It yeah. just really didn't work. But doesn't and he I, have like no address? Yeah. Wouldn't you need to have an address to at least be on the vice president's protective team? I would think so. Yeah. I think the background check would be fairly lax in yeah. that regard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, that actually kind of killed it for me. Mm-hmm. I haven't, I, st- I read that one and just hated it, and I haven't picked up a Jack Reacher novel since. Like, I've watched the movies since then, and I've read the short stories since then, but I kind of like, I was reading them, you know, one or two a year for, for several years, and then was just like, mm, right. I don't think so. So that kind of killed it for me. I also really like Tripwire. Have you read Tripwire, Steve? I think you have, yes, if I, I recall. Yes. Okay. I'm a fan of Tripwire? My, my ratings say I did not enjoy it. Interesting. Well, you're fickle. What are we going to do? Let's talk about Second Son for a minute, because I think that's the common bond that we have. That's the Jack Reacher short story that where he's like a teen. Yeah. Did you like it? Nah. That, that was the one you at least gave three stars to. Yeah, I gave the second one I read as well three stars. I think maybe if you if you knew the character a little bit more, that would have been kind of a helpful one because maybe. I thought just seeing the way he grew up and and seeing seeing a snapshot of him like while he still has a family because that's one of the things in the later books is like it's just Jack Reacher. Yeah. So to see him be a part of a unit was interesting and mm-hmm. and I thought actually provided some insight into the into the character what, okay. did, what about you steve now i enjoyed that one but i really didn't get the impression that i was reading about a teenager he still seemed like a, a full-grown like with all of his abilities yeah man. you know like, i enjoyed it but it didn't have the sense that i was reading about a kid i had the same problem when i read uh robert b parker's the boxer and the spy or maybe it's the spy and the boxer do you remember nick the boxer and the spy i know what you mean but i can't remember anyway which robert goes. b park it's a young adult book he's writing about a teenager who takes boxing lessons is also kind of a spy in his neighborhood sure. but his writing style doesn't change for a young adult market and the character just reads like an adult that you say is 15 or 16 and i felt like it was the same thing or reading second son like he's supposed to be only like 15 right he, he's younger yeah. than he is in high heat yeah, I think he's 13, actually. All right, so he's like 13, but he reads like a full-grown adult. And it's like, I get it. He's supposed to be mature or something, but it, it there's no change. There's no change. Even when he's 16, Lee Child does not write him like a believable anybody, I guess. I don't know. When I was kind of okay with, with his maturity level in Second Son just because I thought military kid and moving around a lot and exposed to a lot of things and a very abnormal like schooling and always with adults like that that age is a person. It's I, 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 I don't know. My my experience around military kids doesn't necessarily like say that at all. I guess I felt like looking at like his interactions with his dad, there was no like chain of command i guess you'd say because like the dad's gonna be you know in charge i mean it felt like they were like equals talking to each other yeah. it didn't really have any kind of sense of this is the parent this is the kid kind yeah. of thing hey i'm what an unhealthy relationship that must be i'm <laughs> i'm 
I gave it three stars, but the more I think about it, the less I like it. I don't like his family. <laughs> I don't like Great. his. I don't like his Great. family. I don't like the story. Is just kind of whatever. It's just a bully. He just fights a bully. It's all just kind of like. Are are these the important stories of this yeah. character's life? I mean, I, I guess that's what happens though. How many how many uh, Jack Reacher books are there? Oh, a lot. I don't. I mean, like maybe ten. Oh, oh, that's not. I but I mean, eventually, if that. you write a character that long, you've run out of the most important events in his life. Well, the short story. Oh, there's more than that. Wow. Okay. <laughs> there's uh, a there basically twenty. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like. No, twenty book twenty two is the one. Oh, we should mention that. Uh, the reason why we timed this podcast now is because November seventh uh-huh. uh, is when the Midnight Line, Jack Reacher number twenty two, comes yeah. out. So yeah, he just graduated from night school. He sure did. He got out of night school, and now he's he's making his way. The only way he knows how. Um, maybe that's because, like they say, when you're writing a char- writing a story, you the story you should be telling should be the most important moment and yeah. story of that character's life and if not then why aren't you telling that story right and i guess when you've been writing a character for 20 books you've run out of those important moments well i and think so it's, you just kind of have to be like oh all the important ones are gone so what's interesting and maybe the interesting ones aren't as interesting as the I, important ones i think that that maybe reading the short stories in a collection like this mm-hmm. it kind of gives them more importance than I think was intended because they just sort of come out, you know, they'll right. just be like an ebook original or sometimes they're like an audiobook original or something. Sure. They're just meant to be like quick little things. Putting them in a book like that makes it seem like, you know, this is all important. And I think they're just kind of meant to be quick little side stories, but let's talk about the movies for a minute. Uh, I liked <laughs> the first movie, Steve. Yeah, I did too. Second movie hated Steve. I had really no opinion on the second movie. I probably should watch it again. The first nope, one, nope, you should never see, go back. The first one, like Tom Cruise, is is a uh, horribly miscast as Jack Reacher because the books are Shortest so man in Hollywood. yes, the books are so about just his physical, imposing, yeah. like big nature. That's a yeah. it's a key element. So yeah. I buy Tom Cruise as strong, but not do you? Well, yeah, not like unstoppable force kind of thing like Jack Reacher. Right, but to yeah, be. Jack Reacher is like a freight train. Do you think and Tom Cruise is like one of those little push carts from a silent movie? Hmm. You think if you were in a fight with Tom Cruise, he'd win? Definitely. Because of some training. I mean, he has, like, muscles and stuff. And he's he's fought yeah. Ving Rhames, I want to say. He's in his 50s, though, dude. He just hurt himself on Mission Impossible 6. I think I think you could take him. Okay. Well, so. I thank you for the vote of confidence. No problem. I think I the movies... Watch that, though. I think the movies are kind of a miss. I think that yeah. it's... I, don't, I doubt they'll do a third yeah. one, although Tom Cruise has sway so maybe he can be like i'll do your movie if you do jack reacher three yeah yeah i think but i think the first one is a pretty solid not great not not particularly good Uh but just a fun like tom cruise kind of mindless action movie would you agree steve yeah i could say that yeah so you know it's harmless two felt like a low budget made for tv it It was terrible i I couldn't believe how unengaged i was and any of the I hated scenes. everything about two. Yeah. Absolutely, it was it was really bad. It was comically bad. I but want, who would you have cast as Jack Reacher before? Like who is that massive that you you can't I, cast the Rock and everything? Yeah. So no, you know I think honestly like you you would want like a like a Dolph Lundgren type. Like uh-huh. don't cast Dolph Lundgren. Sure. Not even like in his heyday, but right. like that kind of big hulking type of a person. Mm-hmm is what you need. And I can't think of somebody in like current Hollywood. Is it a Hemsworth brother? No, because I don't think that, I think he's got to be kind of like plain and dull, okay. you know? Oh, oh wait, 
No, that that was. A, I guess that's a, nice a burn. On, that's a burn on Dolph Lundgren. I think. Yeah, but that was a nice thing to say about the Hemsworth yeah, brothers. Yeah, sure. Uh, before we before we wrap this up, yeah. I have to mention this very very odd thing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. John Krasinski's gotten kind of big for. No, Jack not Ryan. Not John Krasinski. Okay. Um, there is a there is a a parallel like companion series to Jack mm-hmm. Reacher, written by Diane Capri, mm-hmm. called the Hunt for Jack Reacher series, uh. and the books just kind of run parallel to other books. There's eight of them, wow. and it's just FBI agents trying to like catch up with Jack Reacher, which doesn't really make any sense. Huh. And I don't know how this is a thing, and I don't know why people read them. But so it's like five minutes worth of an episode of Jack Reacher. In I there. guess like, where it's, is it's like the deleted scenes from a Jack wow. Reacher okay. uh, sitcom. <laughs> So that's weird. We don't have those in our collection, but if you want them, I'll find them for you, pals. Mm-hmm. Diane Capri's uh, Hunt for Jack Reacher series. And I can't think of anything else like that. I can't think of another parallel. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Eric, I think I know the answer to this. But would you Bradley see... Cooper. No, he's not big. Would Bradley you... Cooper? Yeah. <gasps> would you see yourself reading another Jack Reacher short? Or if there's a Jack Reacher 3, would you see that? Oh, boy. It would have to be your birthday or somebody you love just died for me to go see Jack Reacher wow. 3 with you. But okay. I guess I would because we now have this tradition where we see Tom Cruise movies in theaters. We sure do. We saw three in a row. Yeah, we, we saw did. Jack Reacher Never Goes Back. We saw The Mummy and then we saw American Made. Yep. So I guess I have to see the next one which is Mission Impossible 6 with you in yep. theaters. I guess you have to. So, Steve, what about you? Are you going to go back? Weird. Yeah, I think I will. I want to get back into the series for sure. I'm really enjoying the short stories as of right now. Are you, are you going to power through the short stories? Yeah, for sure. Oh, interesting. And are you going to pick up the series where you left off, or are you going to jump in with like the new stuff? I'll probably pick up where I left off, because I think I started to try to pick one later on in the series, and I was not rewarded for my pick. <laughs> so I will just start where I left off. Okay, sounds good. Well, I did put uh, One Shot, which is the basis for the first movie, okay. on the Page Turners Book Club for next year. So we will be reading One Shot, so I know I'll at least read that. Okay. Um, I could see myself picking one up again. I almost, when Never Go Back came out, before mm-hmm. I saw it and knew it was terrible, mm-hmm. I had that book in my hand and was like, huh, I kind of want to read this. Yeah. I didn't do it. Okay. But um, I did enjoy them when I was in it. So, yeah, I think I could go back, even though you should you're never. not supposed yeah. to. So anyway, folks, remember, yeah. uh, we have the Jack Reacher series here. Mm-hmm. We have the two movies in our collection and <laughs> the latest book in the series. The Midnight Line comes out uh, Tuesday, November 7th. So we'll have that one as well. Hey, I just typed in tallest actors to try to find an actor to play Jack Reacher. And it gave me Shaquille O'Neal. And I think that's being incredibly generous. Shaquille O'Neal? It came up when I typed in... Calling him an actor? Actors, yeah. Well, I haven't seen Steel, so... Okay. Maybe. Hey, maybe. Uh, Chevy Chase is 6'4". Could he play Jack Reacher? No, Eric. <laughs> I think you know the answer to that. All right, let's talk library news. Liam Hemsworth is 6'3". Ben Affleck, is he... Hmm. Actually. Uh, you know what? That might actually work. <laughs> He's kind of got a dumb plain face. I actually think that would be a good choice. And is... So... He's from New Hampshire? This is not he? the actor, no. uh, Jack Reacher. He was born in Berlin. Yeah, right. yeah, he's just kind of all over the place. He doesn't really have roots. Yeah. He just has a toothbrush and a change of underwear, Eric. That's the okay. hallmark of Jack Reacher. Hey, good news. Yeah. We're all taller than Tom Cruise. Yeah. Of Five course. seven. Of course we are. Yeah, of perfect. course we are taller than Tom Cruise. He could have played I think Anna Kendrick is taller than if, Tom Cruise. <laughs> if they had cast him as Wolverine, he would have been a more comic accurate than Hugh Jackman. Absolutely. Oh, that would have been horrible though. It would have been. Uh, remember was when that... he was almost Iron Man? Yes, I do. That would have been. I, yeah. Maybe. That's a maybe for Tom me. Cruise's Iron Man? Not as good as Robert Downey Jr. Well, Not in the same ballpark as Robert Downey Jr. Tom Cruise wouldn't have been able to run 
his normal That's running true. stance in yeah. an Iron Man suit. That's true. So, all right. Um, well, I've got Creek Bend Band coming up, an annual favorite. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. sponsored by the Allegheny Arts Association. Yeah. That is November sixteenth at seven o'clock. So we'll Starring hope you come for that. Tom Cruise. No, uh, Page Turners. Uh, we just finished Ghost Story, and we're starting Still Life by Louise Penny. Uh, Louise Penny's a big favorite here, so there's a run on copies, but we'll yeah. get you some more if you want it. Okay. We're reading Eileen in the. That's our last hey. contemporary classic. Come, Come on. on. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that's it. That's that's the big stuff happening right now. Of course, we have the big Nutcracker uh, coming back to the library next month. That's going to be November, or sorry, December, December 8, 9, and 10, 7 oh, o'clock nice. on the 8th, 2 o'clock on the 9th and 10th. Mm-hmm. Usually a sellout, though we don't sell tickets, but usually there's yeah. no seats left, so... yeah. Plan to come to that. That should be fun. Yeah. How are things in the teens and junior world, Eric? They're great. Good. Thanks for asking. All right. The next movie we're going to be showing is Despicable Me 3. Cool. I think that's December 8th, though. All right. So. All right. So we got a while now. Yeah. Of course, we have our senior matinee and our regular Monday matinee coming up. A lot of things yeah. on the schedule, so check it out. Yeah. All right. I think that's going to do us. Steve, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. We'll have yeah. to have you is back. Eight? Now, remember, times? remember, Steve is supposed to still be reading James Patterson. Isn't that what we said last time? Yes. Seems- yeah, you still have to keep reading James Patterson book shots specifically. Yeah, you have to read. I will go out that window. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're doing a full books book shots uh, podcast, so we're all reading all uh, of them. So Steve, make no. sure, and Steve read the bookshot flame. So anyway. oh man, we could have called it pod shots. Oh, that would have been great. All right, that's gonna do it for the all the book show. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, man. And we'll see you next time. Bye bye.